Life Manitou, would you all stand with me? Let's prepare for worship. The God of the universe invites us into his presence this morning. He longs to encounter you. So come expect it this morning and let's worship him with all of our hearts, our souls and our minds and our strength. Amen. Day. We've gathered in your name, calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awakening desire, will burn our hearts with truth. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. So open up the heavens. We want to see.
made the deaf to hear. He's silencing my every fear, silencing my every fear. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Sing the one who does impossible. The one who does impossible is reaching out.
still moving and active and present today, that you desire us to be healed and whole, that you desire for us to have a deep and intimate and lasting relationship with you. I believe some of you are here today because you are hoping, you are praying, you are asking, you've been seeking and knocking, and you are hoping for a miracle this morning. Can we do something as the people of God right now and lift up our brothers and sisters who are facing all kinds of challenges? And maybe that's you today. I want you to be brave and raise your hand if you want the people of God to surround you and lay hands on you and believe with you and stand in faith with you for a miracle. Can we just take a few minutes to do that? Just raise your hand if you would like healing or if you're going through something. Let's surround them as the people of God right now. Let's be the people of God and strengthen one another in faith. hear our cry. Turn your ear towards us. Show us your kindness. Show us your mercy. We believe in your character that you are never changing the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that means that you are good. You can't be anything but good. You are kind. You can't be anything but kind. And you are always, always, ever for us, working everything together for our good. Lord, would you increase our faith this morning? Would you grant healing to our bodies, to our minds, to our souls, to our spirits? If we're standing in the gap for a friend, Lord, would you move on their behalf? You know what we need before we even ask you. So we believe it in faith this morning. We trust you, Lord. You are sovereign and you are king. You are good. Let's sing this together one more time. We believe in you, we believe in you, you're the God of miracles, we know it, we believe in you, we believe in you, you're the God of to trust you more.
Proverbs says that he who conceals his sins does not prosper, but those who confess them and renounce them find mercy and forgiveness. So we're gonna take a time this morning. This song is the corporate prayer of confession set to music. So a part of our healing is just getting clean before the Lord, asking him to remove anything that's not of him, much like clearing things from your computer so that it can be, space can be freed up and you can process better. The Lord wants to do that in our hearts this morning. He wants to clear space and make room for what he wants to do in your life. He has a best plan for you. So as he brings things to your mind this morning, just surface them and confess them and find favor and mercy in the Lord. He loves you. Most merciful God, we confess we have done what is evil in your sight against you and you.
Good to be together and worship the Lord and make our confession of faith. It's good to see you here. I'm Pastor Dave Grothy. I serve in pastoral care at New Life North. And we hear week to week great things that are happening in Manitou Springs and the touch of God that this congregation brings to this city. We're thankful for this congregation. My wife and I, Becky, both serve together. And this summer, we made a couple of trips to northern Idaho. Becky's mom went to be with the Lord about eight weeks ago at 91 years old, got up, had breakfast, was emailing, texting all of her kids and grandkids, and decided to take a nap and went on to be with the Lord. What a beautiful way to go to heaven. Don't you hope you get to comb your hair the day you see Jesus? <laughs> My mother-in-law, in these days of finalizing her estate, beautifully in order, property ready to be disposed and sold. Becky goes tomorrow for another five days with her siblings. But the thing I've noticed about mom's heritage at 91 years old, she was always giving. She gave to her community, the Nez Perce Indian tribe headquartered there on the Lewis Clark Trail. And we've heard stories over and over again of people that have been touched by her generosity and her kindness. And I want that to be true about the congregation at Manitou stories on a regular basis of your generosity and your goodness. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 16. He was talking about a special offering that was going to be delivered. He said, regarding the relief offering for poor Christians that is being collected, you get the same instructions that I gave to the church at Galatia. Listen to this and think if, if this is our motivation. Every Sunday, each of you make an offering and put it in a safekeeping place. Be as generous as you can. 
When I get there, Paul said, you'll have it ready and I won't have to make a special appeal. Then after I arrive, I'll write letters authorizing whomever you delegate and send, send them off to Jerusalem to deliver my gift. And if you think it's best that I go along, I'll be glad to travel with them. I've brought my offering today. And the thing that I want to encourage you today is find a regular, generous-as-you-can moment. Be generous. Be, develop a, a spirit of generosity, whatever the need might be. I know last week we were at North praying for those in Hawaii and already had been in contact with a couple of organizations, the Convoy of Hope and others that are on the ground there helping to bring relief to that tragic fire in Maui. So we've got opportunities every week as a generous giver. Think about what Paul said. Be as generous as you can and set aside something all the time for these kinds of needs. In 2 Corinthians, we're going to pray, but here's what he said in verse uh, 6 through 8 of chapter 9. Those that sow sparingly will also reap sparingly, and those that sow generously will reap generously. He goes on to say that each person should give what they have decided in their heart. So make a decision on a regular basis to have something to give, not out of obligation or duty, but out of a willingness and a cheerful heart. Lord, thank you for giving us a, an opportunity to participate in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that you've supplied seed to the sower and bread for the eater. Help us, Lord, to be generous givers and cheerful givers. We give today, Lord, generously and cheerfully in the name above all names, Jesus. As you know, on a regular basis, there are four ways to give. There's a box there in the back as you exit. Be a generous and cheerful giver today. Sing restore. Restore to us the joy of our salvation.
of your goodness to this world. We love you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be together, church. At this time, the kids can be dismissed to go to their classes. If you're new here, a special welcome to you. Greet those around you. We'll be right back up here with the word in just a moment. Good morning, New Life Manitou Springs. Oh, where are you guys at? Good morning, New Life Manitou Springs. You know, one of the reasons I, I do this little like call and call back is that this is, you're not watching a video right now. You, you see me, I'm in the flesh. Our God, our Savior sent Jesus Christ to this earth in the flesh. And when I get to open up the scriptures, it's, it's like the Lord is his presence is here. He's teaching us. We open it together and we are looking in at the word of God together. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. amen. So if you want, you can turn to the book of 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 1, and just kind of put your finger in that book. It's a hard book of the Bible to find. Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 1. Let me uh, give you a few announcements and then we'll get to, to studying the word of God this morning. But uh, we have a men's ministry. Any men in the house? Any at all? Any men at all in this house? Okay, good. Uh, we have a retreat. We have an incredible men's ministry. We meet every other Thursday alongside of the women who meet every other Thursday. This Thursday, we have, a, we have just a fellowship event. We're going to go e-bike riding together. So this Thursday, show up right here. Bring 10 bucks. We'll walk down. We'll take e-bikes around the Garden of the Gods. Should be really fun. But more uh, special than that, our event of the year 
is a retreat, a fall retreat. You might have sat on one of these when you came in. Men and women, just be aware of these details so we can get the word out about our event of the year for the men's ministry. We go camping together, pretty rustic camping. We have tons of free time. The theme this year is your journey begins in the wilderness. And so I'll be speaking, uh, KJ, I'm not sure if he's here, John Shellimer, uh, will be speaking. Some of our leaders in the men's ministry will be sharing on what it means to prepare our lives for family, for life, for ministry, for work, career, etc., in the wildernesses of our lives. So uh, help me get the word out to the men of this congregation and outside of this congregation. It's a wonderful uh, jump into the community of our men's group and this church through this event. So uh, are you there? First Kings chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, many of the messages in this sermon series, we're in a sermon series through the book of Kings, is kind of uh, what not to do. Today's message, it's two parallel stories of what not to do. We're looking in at two different stories, and uh, it's kind of like this is the path of darkness. This is the path, when you're not on the right path, this, especially for leaders, this is what can happen to so many lives that, that, that have to fall after you and your mistakes and, and some of the things that are done in the book of Kings. The book of Kings is going to be a slow descent away from God, which will lead us into November, if, if you're staying with us through uh, this series and our church. And we'll get to November where we will celebrate Advent, which is the coming of the true king of this world. And so we're going to get both through the series, the, the descent into what not to do, and then the coming of the true king around November when we wrap this series up. So would you stand with me? We're going to read 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 1. I'll give you the title first, uh, which is really about um, giving kindness and not taking. The title of this sermon is, if you could be anything, be kind. And I'll tell you the story behind choosing that title but let's read this word of God. Thank you for standing. 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 1. It says, When King David was very old, he could not keep warm, even when they put covers over him. Verse 2 says, So his attendants said to him, uh, Let's look for a young virgin to serve the king and take care of him. She could lie beside him so our lord the king may keep warm. Is anybody else like... Really? Like, that, uh, is this awkward? Is anybody else looking around like, is, is this weird? Yes, this is weird. Verse 3, they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful young woman, found Abishag, the Shunammite, brought her to the king. The woman was very beautiful. She took care of the king and waited on him. And then a little line here, but the king had no sexual relationships with her. But still, this is, this is a weird story, right? Everyone's kind of like, kind of head down. Like, this is, this is awkward. This is cringy. And it's, it's a parallel story for this next story. So we just read, gosh, what was that? Uh, five sentences of a story. And here we are about to parallel that story with another story. Here it is, uh, Adonijah, verse 5. Now, Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith. Anybody know who the dad is? David, the same guy. We're talking about David, the king, who's got this girl sleeping next to him. Uh, so one of David's sons is this Adonijah. 
he has not been chosen to be king. Solomon has already been chosen to be king. But we have Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith. And then listen to this phrase. See this phrase? He says, put himself forward. What did he do? He put himself, who, who put him forward? He did, himself. He put himself forward and he says this, I will be king. So we got chariots, horses ready, 50 men to run ahead of him. And then it says his father had never rebuked him. Basically, he's a spoiled brat. His father had never rebuked him by saying, why do you behave as you do? And then here's like another little piece like, oh, here, it's this kind of guy. He was also very handsome. He was born next after Absalom. And then a couple more details. Adonijah, this, this, this son who's uh, apparently uh, putting himself forward did have some people converted with Joab, the son of Zariah, Abathar, the priest. Maybe they were the guys he played video games with. I'm not sure. And they gave him their support. But then here's, here's the, the, the men who were really along with David. But Zadok, the priest, Benaniah, son of Joadiah, Nathan, the prophet. Maybe that name rings a bell. Shimei, Rei, David's special guard did not join Adonijah. And if you continue reading the story, it all falls apart. Adonijah uh, ends up um, uh, going and begging for mercy. Uh, Solomon and gives him mercy, and then he does it again. The whole story just blows up. But whatever this is, this is a story we can learn from. This is the word of God. You say, thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we do. We're, we're opening your word right now. We're, we're opening this story where You've begun a book by, by showcasing a, a demise, people not following you, not for doing what is right. And so, Lord, we, we pray and ask this morning, would you touch our hearts as, as we look at these stories? Would you, would you touch our hearts, open our minds, open our hearts to following you, following the ways of purity, following the ways of kindness in our lives? We stand here praying to you, our Father, our God. We love you and we worship you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. 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 You may be seated. We're, we're talking today. The overall theme is about uh, following the ways of the Lord, specifically following the way of, of kindness and not taking. David takes, Adonijah takes. We're talking today about how we can give, how we can be kind, how we can lead in such a way where we're giving the goodness, the grace, the mercy, the kindness of God. Point one is this. Uh, I worded it uh, to say we are living in a first kings kind of world. Like the, the, the things that happened in first kings, they're just as relevant today as ever. We're living in a first kings kind of world where we need the Holy Spirit to guard our thinking and our actions. Amen. Don't you need the Holy Spirit to guard yourself? Don't you need the Holy Spirit to live and to, to know what to do in certain situations? And I think about as a preacher, like I'm, I try to be um, understanding of the world around us and what's going on. And, and you might be thinking, oh, well, thank goodness this, this story is old. It's 3,000 years old. Um, as, as we look at the political landscape of today, uh, thank goodness we, we've grown from that. We've learned, we've evolved, politicians are no longer uh, dramatic, there's no drama in politics these days, there's no falseness, there's no mud slinging, everyone when we vote we come together with so much joy, don't we? We come together with so much unity and we only vote based upon like the plans, the policies, the leadership. Isn't it wonderful that the drama 3,000 years ago is not around today? 
I'm being sarcastic. Some of you are like, is he serious? I'm not serious. Like we are in tumultuous times. The political landscape all around us is, I mean, this is just, you realize this is just like the summer before the summer that there's is the, the big election. Like we're, we're still pretty far off. And there's already like, man, this, this first King's book, like it's got a lot of drama. And isn't this just what's going on? Isn't there a lot of drama today? Can you agree with me? Don't say amen. Just like, yeah, that's, there's a lot of drama and it's not good and it's been happening and it is happening and who knows, but before Jesus comes back, it might just continue and it might even get worse. Um, let's look at this story. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, this is a pretty, like, there's, there's a lot going on here with this drama and family shenanigans and a, a leader at the top who is not, this is a weird story. We're looking at the story that 1 Kings begins with. Like this is the opening lines of the book of the Bible that said David couldn't keep warm. So they said, I have, someone's got a great idea. Hey, let's, let's get a young girl and let her lay next to David in bed. <laughs> That's weird, right? This, this is weird. Good. Someone, someone, you could amen that. that this is a weird story. And it's, the Hebrew here is a young virgin girl. And, and you could have just said a virgin girl, and that would have been like an unmarried young girl because people got uh, married uh, very young back then. But this is a young one of those. So this is, this is cringeworthy. This is a weird story. This is, this is not right. And, and so it's like, this is we should all be looking at this like, who said okay to this? Like, what was going, like, how was this okay? And I woke up this morning thinking, like, very seriously about, okay, there's probably, because of the context of uh, the world we live in, and I, as a pastor, know some stories and darknesses that happen in this world. Like, I imagine some of your stories, some of the women in here uh, have, have been those that have been taken. King David takes this young woman, Abishag, and I can't help but to feel compassion as I'm preaching to you, looking you in the eyes, like that's probably some of your stories uh, as a young person, maybe you were taken. And, and I think can't help but think about this, this young woman, Abishag, like she's taken, like the assistants go out and they find someone on behalf of the king and they take her. David takes her into his bedroom. And you, you gotta wonder like, okay, David is... Wasn't there another solution to this? I mean, like as as like a man, someone who like thinks of like I try to think of solutions. Maybe that's men and women. Just people like I'm trying to problem solve. Like okay, we got a problem. The king is cold. Uh, what about like a hot water urn? I know they didn't have Nalgene's back then. When I go camping, I put a Nalgene in the bottom of my sleeping bag. Anybody else done that trick before? It's a good little trick. But do that. Like maybe not a Nalgene, but didn't they have warm water back then? Couldn't you warm things up? Uh, what about some tea, David? Like some, t- so get you, so you're cold. Let's get you a cup of I don't know sage tea and goat milk. It's it's here. This will warm you up. What about uh, uh, I mean, if you're if you're gonna lie next to someone, like what about like someone just like you know, if just a big old boy, just you know, one on your right, one on your left. You're in the middle. You'd be sweating, right? I mean, that if you if it's really just about like you know, get someone big and put them next to you. That's more of a body heat, right? And where are we at? You, do you know where this story takes place? Anybody? 
Middle East, Jerusalem. The, the low average temperature is like in the 50s. We're not talking about like my wife's from Minnesota, negative 20, wind chill factors of negative 40. Like no one's dying here. Dave is just a little cold. So uh, let, let's get him some tea. Let's get him a warm, you know, thing. Or how about this? Like he's, he's, a, he's a king, surely has craftsmen. How about we build you a fireplace, David? Like there's other solutions here. Or how about this one? Uh, none of you are thinking about this. I realize I'm, I'm very creative to think of this solution. Uh, this is crazy. This is nuts. I'm about to share with you my idea. This is bonkers, right? Uh, none of you are thinking about this right now, but here's my idea. You ready for my idea? If I was like in, this, in the mix of like decision making, it's oh, the king's, the king's cold. Uh, I've got an idea. No one's thinking about this, right? This is, this is crazy. You ready to hear my crazy story? Crazy idea at least. How about, David, if you need to lay next to someone, how about we go get your wife? Yeah, goodness gracious. Like what is going on? This is a bizarre story and it parallels like, like his other son, Adonijah, sees this going on at the top and it's like, well, I'm going to make myself king. So this parallel story, like David's mistakes in this cringy story leads Adonijah to be like, well, well, I could do better than that. Uh, he's, his kingdom is crumbling out from under him. And I just have a, a, one more thing to say on this point, and, and we'll move on. They're like, wasn't there anybody that was like, hey, David, is, is this a good idea? Like, isn't there something else we can do? And that's the voice. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you like have an idea. You tell your friends what you're going to do. Maybe you tell your parents. Maybe you tell uh, your children. I have this plan. This is what I'm going to do. And somebody says, hey, you really want to do that? Is, that? is that the best idea? That's the voice. And that might be all you get sometimes. But that's the voice of someone saying, this, you're not going in a good direction. Now, some of you might have, and praise God if you do, some of you might have great friends that'll, that'll, that'll like hit you in the face and say, this is a dumb idea. This is the stupidest idea I've ever heard of. Why would you do this? This is a big mistake. Some of you have trustworthy friends like that. Praise the Lord for you and for them. But most of us, probably, the voice of reason, the voice of, of, of is, is usually like, hey, is this a good idea? You sure you really want to do that? As believers, we need to listen to the voice of purity, listen to the voice of innocence, be above, above reproach, listen to the voice of holiness and self-control, listen to the voice of, of not taking for ourselves, but the voice of kindness, the voice of our God that's full of grace and mercy. Amen? Amen. Point number two is this, uh, do not take power, receive it from God. So th this, the story of Abishag, I'm going to leave that behind. It's awkward. Let's think on us. We're done talking about that. But the next parallel story is Adonijah. He sees something going on at the top with David, and he, he, he decides, he puts himself forward. Did you hear that line in the text? Puts himself forward. But, but we should not, you know, the way Jesus led, he wasn't taking power. He was receiving it. And, and we would say as, as Christians, oh, Jesus is fully God. And so that was that beautiful, you know, the Trinitarian belief of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But, but Jesus leads in such a way that he's, he's a servant. He doesn't, he doesn't take, he, he gives. And, and we, we shouldn't be taking leadership from people. The people that are under us are people that we're leading in any context, whether it's your job or school or work or wherever in life, your family, people that 
that we're leading, that we're responsible for, should be giving us that power. We should be taking it. We shouldn't be Adonijah's grabbing for power. The practical application of this is, what are we doing in our life when it comes to you know, taking and, and making our own way? Are we trusting in the Lord with kindness and grace? Are we trying to force things? Are we, are we not playing by the rules sometimes as Christians? I think in the church world, Christians often are accused of, oh, you guys are the ones who are judgmental. You guys are the ones who are mean. You guys are the ones who do this and that, and there are a whole string of things that we as Christians are being accused of. And sometimes it's, it's true. Sometimes we're not playing by the rules. Sometimes we see the end goal of like, oh, we just got to do this, whether it's political or uh, just like a movement of society. Like we want to see an end goal. We want to see things better. And so we don't play by the rules. We're not kind about it. And things fall out from under us because it's not in the grace of God. It's not done with the Holy Spirit. Point number three is this. Point two is, was quick. It's about Adonijah um, taking the kingdom. Point three is this, kind of a continuation. It's if you could be anything, be kind. And some of you are like, wasn't that the title? Yes, it's the title and it's the third point. If you could be anything, be kind. Kind people are those that give, give of themselves, give of the grace of God. The opposite of kindness is, is taking. David takes this, this Abishag girl. Adonijah takes from the kingdom. You know, Adonijah, this character, is one of David's sons, uh, but he's already chosen Solomon. And Adonijah says, well, I, I want to be king. And I see at the top, it's crumbling. So I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to force my way. I'm going to take this kingdom. So he gets men together. He gets some, some friends together, and they try to take it by force. And it doesn't happen. David speaks up. Solomon comes in. He said, no, the kingdom has been given to me. Adonijah runs away. He asks for mercy. He begs for mercy. And then like the next, you know, next couple pages, he tries it again. And then it doesn't end so well for Adonijah. But think about the practical application for this. We see an end. We want to get something. And we often think, so many of us, so many times, myself included, we're guilty of like just wanting the end. And so whatever means necessary to get that end, we, we fall by the way of, we, we leave kindness aside. We leave the grace of God aside and we just go get what we want to do. I think of the church uh, fighting unfair and, and taking and, and having an end that we want to achieve. And I think about the story of planting New Life Manitou Springs, this church. Uh, we, we planted this church, we're looking at almost seven years now ago, we planted this church um, it's, it's been wonderful. We have a building. We have space. We have, there's a congregation. We have a presence in the city. It's wonderful. You're part of a really good church if you're part of this church. Uh, the, the presence of God is here. We, we preach the word. We lead people in worship. Our, we exist. Our statement of why we exist is to make disciples by, by calling them to worship, connect, and to serve. There's, there's been a real joy in planting this church. And some of those early days of announcing that we were going to plant a church some Christians, I remember this one guy in particular, came out of the woodwork, and he said this as a joke, but it was, it was kind of cringy and shocking. He said, good, I'm glad we're going to plant a church in Manitou. We're going we're gonna to burn those witches. <laughs> High five. And I was like, uh, what? Like, like, and he said it jokingly, but he really thought, like, we're going to plant a church in Manitou to 
get them down. We're going to punch them. We're going to get them. We're, we're going to war. And, and yes, there's a spiritual battle. And yes, we will stand and we will lift up truth. But how we do so is with the love and compassion and kindness of Christ. Can somebody say amen to that? Like where, where I know people in Manitou, maybe you do too, that would say, they, like I, I know women who would say, yeah, I don't know if I'm a witch, but I believe this and I'm kind of Wiccan and, you know, Mother Earth. And I guess I'm a witch. I know people who are witches in Manitou. It, God loves them. God loves them. God wants them to see his kingdom come. God wants the world to know that, that he is a loving God who, who accepts them, who has died for them. That's, we have a cross in the center of our room to remind people that Christ died for us, for the sins of this world. Christ loves us. He's died for us. He has a wonderful plan for our lives. We as a church, we did not plant New Life Manor to, to fight in a, we, in a way that like bends kindness we, we're going to, I thought of this phrase all week. I guess I'll say it now because I'm thinking it now. Uh, but we're going to kill them, but we're going to kill them with kindness. Have you heard that phrase? Like, oh, I like that phrase. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to do things in such a way. We're going to fight and we're going to win because God is on our side. And we're not going to back down. We're going to hold up truth, but it's going to be in a way that's full of love, that's full of kindness that's full of bringing people to the Lord. And in this, when we planted seven years ago, I think about uh, this verse that became very special to us, Micah 6, 8. Micah 6, 8. Some of you know this verse, uh, a very special verse to us as we think about like, okay, how are we gonna make disciples? How are we gonna be a presence in this community in Manitou Springs? Well, we're gonna do this. And he's shown us what to do. Oh, mortal, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? It's a question. What's the Lord require of us? As we plant this church, what's the Lord asking of us? What's the, what is the requirement of us? It is this, to act justly. Do you know this verse? To act justly, to love, to love mercy. And to walk how? To walk humbly with our God. That is the, that is the way in which we fight. That is the way in which we go to a spiritual war with the, with the world around us. It's with love. It's with compassion. I have a word for you today. And uh, I think about us as Christians not being, you know, to the political systems around us, to the society around us. We're not pawns. Uh, I'm not telling you that right now. You might be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm telling you not get involved. No, I'm, I'm saying we're not pawns. We're not puppets to the world around us, to the political systems around us. We are prophets. We're prophets to the world around us, speaking the voice of truth, speaking the voice of love, speaking the voice, a very loud and triumphant voice that God is in charge and he loves, he has compassion. The word for you that I have today is a, is a metaphor. When I think about this church, New Life Manitou Springs, I have this image, uh, and it's just a metaphor, but it's, it's a powerful one. I want, one I want you to think of whenever you think of this church, New Life Manitou I want you to think of the image of a image of a hospital. And, and what I mean by that is a hospital cares for people. A good hospital, good doctors, they they provide care. That's what they do. And a good doctor, a good hospital absolutely hates disease. Absolutely 
hates cancer. Can I get an amen, Dina? <laughs> After, we ring the bell when we're cancer-free. We celebrate that cancer has been defeated. We celebrate when diseases are overcome because we hate disease. Doctors, hospitals, they hate disease. They fight disease. But what do they do with the people? They care for the people. They, 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 they are kind. They, they, part of the, the care, medical care, is with kindness. It's with love for the people hating the disease. I think of that phrase, if you could be anything, be kind. It's, it's a plaque in my uh, mother-in-law, father-in-law's house as, as you come in and out. They have this little, maybe you have... Uh, seen that sign or heard that phrase before. It's a, it's a wonderful phrase. I titled this whole message from that phrase. Like, if you could be anything, be kind. Be kind to people. Hate the disease. Hate the cancer. But, but we love the people. We care for the people. I think there's, as, as a church, if we hold this image of, of being a, like a hospital, there's gonna be people that come in and they don't even know they're sick, but they're getting healthy here. They're, they're seeing the presence of God. They're seeing grace. They're becoming disciples and followers of Jesus. And, and they, oh gosh, they, they look back and it's like, I didn't even know I was sick, but I came in here and now I'm just, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm, I'm free. I'm forgiven. I'm made whole because of the work of the Lord. Would you stand with me? I'm gonna invite the band to come forward. We're gonna sing one last song. The communion servers, you can come forward as well. We're going to come forward and receive communion. We, we do this every Sunday where we um, make our way forward. Everyone's invited to come forward. The communion servers will, will hand you. Um, you'll receive a, a cup and a bread, and it's a motion of receiving today. And you're not taking. You know, I talked about David taking from the world around him this, this woman and He's taking. Adonijah's taking. He wants to be king, so he takes it. And that we're not taking this morning. We are receiving. Receiving. We're coming forward with empty hands. We're coming forward to receive what God has for us. So as you make your way from the front to the back, there'll, there'll be kind of a, a pattern of making your way around through the room. You'll come through the line, the Communion servers will say Christ's body and blood for you. Would you receive it? We're not taking, we're receiving what the Lord has for us. You'll receive the body and the blood. You'll receive the cup, the bread. You go back around, just hold it, just wait. Pastor David Grothy will come at the end of this song and he'll lead us to receiving these elements. If these are the gifts of God for the people of God. This is the body of Christ. For the body of Christ, let's come forward and receive. Desperation, I turn to heaven. 
and spoke your name into the night then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written jesus christ my living Lord. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin.
Jesus himself was very intentional about this moment. He sent his disciples and said, go prepare for this meal, a Passover meal. When he arrived, he spoke some very important things that we remember here today in this moment. He took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body for you, broken for you. He took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. I'm reminded every time we come to this table of what the psalmist said in Psalm 103. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, who forgives all our sin and who heals all of our disease. His blood covers, his blood atones, his blood forgives us. Take just a minute and thank God for your forgiveness by the blood. Washed, holy, clean before the Lord, clean hands, pure heart. Who heals all your disease? Would you take just a minute and thank God for the stripes that Jesus willingly took upon his back for our healing. With his stripes, we are healed. Thank you, Father, for loving us and giving us your son. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us and giving us your life by your stripes. This is your body, and we receive it today. You may partake. the cup of the new covenant. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So we remember him today and all of his sacrifice. Let's receive the blood. Now take just a moment and open your hand to the Lord. In remembrance, Lord, we come to this table over and over and over again. We will not forget your benefits, but we will willfully remember your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. So Lord, we praise your name. You're a good, holy God who loves us. You've lifted us up. And Lord, we leave from here going in your presence in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the God, congregation of God said, amen. 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 Well, if you would love uh, prayer, if you would like prayer, if you would like just a blessing over your life, There'll be a prayer team down here, some of the communion servers, some of the volunteers. This church, myself included, will be down here. We would love to pray with you, to pray for you, just pray a blessing over you. If you're new or newish, we would love to just uh, record this visit. There's a QR code on a lot of the backs of the chairs. Or as you leave and go outside, there's uh, a paper uh, guest card. You could fill that out. If you've been to the other congregations, you could fill it out for this one too. We have a gift for you. Uh, it's a devotional, a daily devotional that I do with my family every day. And so we'd love to give you this devotional just for filling out a card and recording your visit here. Couple more announcements. This Tuesday, right here, 6.30 in the evening, we are going to have a night of worship. We've been doing these uh, once a month. So right here on Tuesday, 6.30, an hour of praise, hour of worship, singing the praise of the Lord, opening up some of the scriptures right here, an extended time of doing that. Our men's group will be meeting on Thursday. It's a pretty full week, actually, doing that e-bike ride. So if you want to... Uh, 
be on an e-bike ride, bring 10 bucks, be right here at 6.30. We'll even feed you before we go. It should just, it's one of the nights of fellowship. We have a night of fellowship and then a Bible study uh, as the men's group. And so be right here, 6.30 on Thursday. And if that's not enough, Wednesday, right here for our student ministries. We have a high school ministry. So be right here, 633, because that's the name of our high school ministry. It's off of uh, Matthew 633. Go look up that verse, see what it is. But be right here if you're in high school or know of high schoolers, invite them to be right here at 633. They're going to go mini golfing and, and, and have a fellowship event together. Um, one more announcement. I, actually, I think that's it. That was a lot. Our church is doing a lot. Oh, the men's retreat on on your chairs is the men's retreat. Uh, So scan that. There's some more information about our men's retreat. I'm going to ask you to do something I have not asked you to do for, I think, three years. Before, I can think of like before COVID, we used to do this all the time. I'm going to boldly ask you to hold hands with someone next to you. I have not asked you to do that in three years. This is a special moment. Would you hold hands with someone? I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Lord, as we are united in unity, holding hands, Lord, I pray, may you bless us and keep us. Lord, may you make your face to shine upon us, be gracious to to us. Lord, I pray, would you lift your countenance upon us and give us peace in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.